what I've now realized is that I don't agree and fake it till you make it, but I do wholeheartedly agree with starting to think about what is the eight figure version of me need to look like? Who is that person? How can I be that person right now so that I can act the way as the eight figure version of me? For example, which direction would the eight figure version of me choose right now? How would I make that decision as the eight figure version of me? Welcome to the Influence by Design podcast. I'm Samantha Riley, authority positioning strategist for coaches and experts. If you're ready to build a business that gives you more than just a caffeine addiction and you dream of making more money, having more time and having the freedom to be living your best life, then you're in the right place. It's time to level up. Super looking forward to having this conversation with you today around the traits of eight-figure entrepreneurs. And alongside me for today's conversation is my good friend, Tim Hyde. Looking forward to this conversation, Tim. I am indeed, Sam. This is a little bit departure from our normal tools and tactics. Um, it is. And looking at what does it take to be the next level, not just you know plan to be the next level, like actually be the next level of, of entrepreneur um, in your business. And I... I've actually enjoyed as much as as much as anything. We literally spent like forty five minutes. We, we probably should have recorded. <laughs> we probably we say that every week. It was such a. I really enjoyed preparing for this conversation because it's yep. always insightful to reflect and and you know that's that's its own. Um, I guess learning there is just sort of reflecting. And you and I have both worked with eight figure entrepreneurs. Um, I've worked with nine figure entrepreneurs. Some sort of big numbers. Well, this all came about just from a passing comment we had yesterday, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, you, uh, yeah. Yes, you and I do speak a lot, don't we? <laughs> right. Practically every day. Um, but it was a passing comment yesterday. I actually had some feedback about a mutual colleague um, from somebody else who had bumped into them at a, a conference up on the Gold Coast. And the, the feedback I had was, I don't know how you'd say it, in any nicer way than it was not flattering. Mm. You know, this this person is still up to the same rubbish, okay? And and we, and we got into conversation about, well, what do you fake it till you make it? And we've all heard of that saying before, what does that actually mean? And, you know, is that a legit thing? And, and this got into this conversation about, well, you know, if we need to, you know, if we think that we need to fake it till we make it to get to this next level, well, what does the next level actually look like? And what traits should we be emulating or looking to develop? Mm-hmm. I think it's a probably better, better way of putting it. What traits do we need to focus on developing if we want to enable us to step into that next level of business that we want to aspire to? You Absolutely. and I aspire to it as well, Sam. I don't know all of our listeners. Well, you wouldn't be listening to us if that's not something that you wanted as well. Yeah, well, let's let's be um clear and upfront you and i are not eight figure business owners right now i want to be like put that straight on the table this is traits that we've recognized from other people that we've worked with and this isn't a conversation that is coming from a negative place this is a conversation that's coming from a positive place to help to show you the path uh forward that other people have taken before us um I think the very first thing I want to say is that 
the the things that we're going to talk about are actually traits and they're not tools and tactics and this is the biggest thing that i see tripping up most people that are building their business they feel like they need the next new tool the next shiny tactic they feel like they need to know how to do something and that one thing is going to just open the the lid on some huge amazing genie bottle that's going to turn their business around it's not going to happen by downloading your next free lead magnet it's not going to happen by you know trialing to build your youtube channel over the next three days and deciding that that's too hard so it's not the tools and the tactics we're going to talk about some some traits because eight figure entrepreneurs they're actually not worried about the tools and tactics so much well i mean not some not in the bigger picture i think mm-hmm. i mean d- definitely yes. on a day-to-day basis you yes you are kind of looking at it or getting reports from your people about what's working and what's not working but you've almost yeah. elevated you must started to exit yourself out of your business and certainly out of the doing part certainly out of the kind of operational day-to-day management part you've actually started to look at what does it look like to lead your business and Absolutely. i think about those as exits you know you exit off the tools that's the first thing then you exit you know out of the day-to-day management and then we need to start exiting, you know, potentially exiting the business. But we've exited this point where we're now running and leading our business in a big way. And that leads me, I think, to the first trait mm-hmm. of, you know, strong leadership. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to throw this saying out there for you, Sam, to get your reaction on it, because this is another one of those You always stress me out when you throw, throw this out on, and uh, don't give me time to think about it. I'm no, ready. I'm not going to give you any time to think about it all, right? <laughs> I'm ready. Um, the team can edit out the long pause. Necessary. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, team. So, you know, Sam is absolutely on point here. But uh, what do you think of the idea that uh, leaders are born, not made? Oh, I don't even need a little gap here. <laughs> I call BS on that. I think leaders are made. None of us are born knowing exactly how to lead. We learn how to lead by doing by being, by having feedback from others. There are certainly people that have um, sort of a disposition for leading. I even wonder though, is that a nature versus nurture thing? You know, have they grown up in in, um, environments that have helped them either in a positive way where their parents are great leaders, but also in a negative way, like I've heard Tony Robbins talking about the fact that he's able to do what he does because of the experiences that he had with his mother abusing him as a child. So, you know, we can use all of those experiences in a positive or a negative way and they all teach us how we want to be or how we want to show up. I think it's um, um, there's a... There's a as an underpinning skill there in, in in good leadership. It's the ability to observe how your actions affect others mm-hmm. positively or negatively in 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 moving those people towards an outcome. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so sometimes you know you can't beat about the bush, and you've got to give negative feedback or otherwise critical feedback to somebody if it's going to get them to where you want them to go. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't, then maybe you know the velvet glove, velvet hammer, if you will, is probably not the tool to use. And I think that's what a good leader is about. A good leadership, a good leader has a, a series of tools at their disposal 
and they're clever about how they use them to get their organisation aligned towards a common goal. Totally. Totally. Oh, I think I feel like leadership is a whole probably five episodes on their no, own. Leadership absolutely. is we'll such a we'll a, massive, massive topic. We'll do a uh, we'll do a series of leadership from the trenches, maybe. Totally. Um interestingly enough, I uh, I was was on a, a call with a a very experienced leader, senior leader yesterday, had done um particularly come out of the fashion sector, um, but uh, in eight, nine, ten figure businesses um a lot and uh, at the age of 73 was now teaching leadership to other people and of course we, we got onto the topic of what about disruptive leadership and heart-centered leadership and blah 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 <laughs> leadership and you know butterfly leadership and uh, you, you make up the term leadership you know leadership for Tuesdays <laughs> yeah whatever it happened to be um but yeah even the, part of the conversation was that leadership is such a massive industry uh, just in the US alone 60 billion dollars spent every year on leadership coaching. Wow. Wow. That's a lot. Most of it, super ineffective. Mm. Interesting. Let's move on from there. That's certainly something to think about. Um, I love studying leadership and it comes from a place, and this is where I know that leadership isn't um, sort of made from the beginning. When I had my first business, when I look back, I shudder. I was a terrible leader. I didn't know what leadership was. I'd only come across, because I was only young when we opened our first business, the, the, the few versions of leadership I'd seen were more what I would call managerial, not leaders. Uh, so that's what I thought leadership was. And gosh, if I could go back and redo that, it would be very, very, very different. So yeah. Number number two is one that I think you will absolutely agree with, Sam, and that mm-hmm. is adaptability and action takers. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's number two, right? So being highly self motivated is the second trait of eight, nine, ten figure entrepreneurs. I uh, I love this quote here. It's like nobody makes progress by sitting back and waiting for success to find you. Mm-hmm. What a shame. Yeah, it's not going to come and tap. <laughs> not going right. to come and tap you on the shoulder and say, "Hey, here, ready for you." Definitely does I, not happen. Like I, lo- that. I love this one. My chances of winning a lot are really poor, right? But they're even worse when I don't buy a ticket. A hundred percent. Yeah. Look, I think Sam that you know this adaptability and this this action taker, this self motivation comes from it almost comes from a restlessness, and I think this is why you see potentially a disproportionate number of of uh, business owners with ADHD, right? Yeah, Can't it's really still. high, 100%. It's a really high percentage if you, look at the, if you look at the stats around it. But, you know, we enjoy seeking challenges. We enjoy overcoming challenges. We, you know, we look for opportunity. We can't really sit still. We're not prepared to kind of just let things wait for us. And it was interesting because my wife said this to me last night. She's gone, you know, you are not – and I don't know whether she was saying it from a position of, of criticism or a position of maybe you should wake up and smell the roses sometimes. <laughs> um, but she says you're never happy with what you've got. Mm. Okay. And I'm like, what do you mean? Is that you, Are you saying this is a bad thing or, or, a, or a good thing? Uh, yeah, because it could be taken either way. 
Okay. And I think I think this is a, a very common thing we see in, in very successful entrepreneurs, that they're always looking for the next thing, right? We're adaptable about how we go and achieve it, but we're, you know, again, we're, we're, we're action takers. We go, I need to do this thing today because I know if I do it today, then I do another action tomorrow, another action. Um, we'll see results. And both you and I have worked with lots of five-figure and, and some six-figure business owners who are quite content with where they're at. And, and that's completely fine. That's completely okay, but it's only that action taking, right, that that motivation to take action today that will get you where you want to go tomorrow. Right? And I again, that's wanna... a really specific trait to more what we what we classify as a more successful entrepreneur. Absolutely. And that adaptability, I just want to touch on that just quickly. That comes from a place that anyone that's got to um, a financially successful place in their business, they know that out of every 10 things that they try, maybe only one or two things will work. So that adaptability isn't, oh my goodness, I I'm going to put this in quotation marks, fail. Also, they know that there's no such thing as failure, only learnings. Um, but they don't get caught up in, oh, that failed, I'm no good, or this whole thing's not going to work. Eight-figure or successful entrepreneurs already know that lots of things are not going to work. So when something doesn't work, it's just like, okay, so what do we need to change? What do we need to do to get to the next thing? They don't get um, held back by this, this negative story that they're not good enough. They need to be adaptable. Yeah, I want to throw this one at you and, and see your get your thoughts on it. And this, Ooh, is, this one, is what you, this is what you're doing today, throwing all sorts at me. I'm also throwing all sorts of stuff at you today. But <laughs> you know, one of the one of the one of the beliefs I have, and 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 one of the things I've observed in in more successful entrepreneurs is that their ability to distill lots of information and ideas into actionable plans mm-hmm. is a pretty strong trait. Hundred percent, I would agree with that. Yeah, right. Rather than getting paralysed, which often happens, that that overwhelm of like, oh my goodness, I don't know where to start. They understand the difference between macro and micro version, like looking at it from a macro or micro level. They understand how to break things down. They understand how to reverse engineer things. They understand how to, um, I guess really understand the picture that they're looking at because sometimes the picture isn't what you first think it is. They understand how to have conversations around understanding it, what could be. Um, so, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. I look at and anyone who's got out a notepad whilst listening to a podcast or been to a conference and walked away with 700 pages of notes or thereabouts, which get filed away in a safe place and never looked at again, right? We're calling you out right now. Tim, Pick one I'm sitting here looking at a bookcase that's got my notepads from conferences I've been to for the last 10 years. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling <laughs> you out, Sam. But, but I, guess no, what? I do, I do open them. Looking. I can still remember sessions from conferences I've been to. Something might happen and I'll go, I know so-and-so spoke about that seven years ago and I know where my notes are. <laughs> Just too organized, but I'm going to call you out. But I do know, I do know that you pull those out and you pick something and you go team, go and execute. Right, I do. Okay, let's go to the next one because this one's an important one. This one's we're coming back to what we talked about very early on here was uh, faking it till you make it. And really successful entrepreneurs have a strong sense of basic ethics and integrity. 
Mm -hmm. I really want to dig into this because I, and this is a, a, this is a very slight nuance because I used to think you did have to fake it until you make it. What I realized is that I didn't see it in the way that other people saw it. I wasn't thinking I'm going to fake it and tell people that I know things that I don't, or I'm not going to fake it and, and say that I've done things that I haven't. And that's when I realized the nuance that you haven't. Achieved things that you haven't. Exactly. What I've now realized is that I don't agree and fake it till you make it, but I do wholeheartedly agree with starting to think about what is the eight figure version of me need to look like? Who is that person? How can I be that person right now so that I can act the way as the eight-figure version of me? For example, would which direction would the eight-figure version of me choose right now? How yeah. would I make that decision as the eight-figure version of me? So I very much agree in that. And I used to think that was fake it till I, till I make it. Now I realize that it's not. So I think that there's a slight nuance there. And now I there, there realize- There is a thing, there's a- if you look it up, right, there's a really cool TED talk um, about 15 minutes long from Amy Cuddy, C-U-D-D-Y, right? And there's a TED talk on faking it till you make it. And it comes from a psychological, the saying itself comes from a psychological predisposition to influence your own emotional state by certain actions. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you smile, even if you're not feeling happy, if you smile, you will by the nature of the action feel happier. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the entrepreneurial world has taken it to mean tell people you've done stuff that you haven't done, right? So that you'll and buy an expensive car so you'll appear and sound more successful than you really are. Unfortunately, confidence and competence are not necessarily the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's great to tell people that you are at least competent at what you do. It is a very bad idea to tell people, a lot of people, and particularly a lot of people, that you are not yet competent at what I you think do. There's a big difference between confidence and uh, coming from an egotistical space. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because we can still act confident when we don't feel confident. I 100% believe that because people do buy confidence. And there's only one way to get more confident it's to act confident so that you start to get the confidence to be able to do what it is that you're doing. So it's quite meta. Um, But there's a big difference between that and being egotistical. And I'm very lucky. There is not very many people in my world that are the latter. Um, We had someone just this week apply to come to our event, very egotistical, and we just very politely said, I don't think this is the place for you. I think one of the other traits is that successful people know and act on their strengths and their weaknesses in different ways. They don't pretend that they don't have weaknesses. They don't pretend to cover this off. They know what they're really good at and they're quite comfortable enough in themselves to say, I'm not so good at this small little network around me that I very much value and trust. What should I do? Who do I need to go and speak to? Who do I need to bring into the equation here? And yeah. just there, there was a little clue. I use the word who. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which which brings us into 
number four around a willingness to fail. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, this is definitely a trade. Willing to, to take risk and and not be afraid of it not working out the way we expect it to. Um, probably the biggest risk we've seen recently, Elon Musk buying Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> X. <laughs> Do, can I can I just add something a little bit? There's something you said that that I actually disagree with, and that is that they're not afraid to fail. I think that they do, and I say they, we, us, we actually do feel the fear. We are afraid of that, but we do it anyway. Yeah, feel the fear and do it anyway. But it's more, it's more, and this is obviously by the time you're sort of hitting seven and eight and and nine figures. You've got runs on the board, right? You've mm-hmm. you've made a lot of decisions, some of which have gone well, others which have not gone so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're constantly learning from those decisions. So there are the the risks we're taking are calculated risks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? it gets and we're making that decision easier. really quickly. Yeah, it gets easier because you 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 learn along the way. Um, do I wish that I didn't have to fail at anything? Yes. I don't like the feeling of thinking I've stuffed <laughs> <No>. up. <laughs> but I learn way more from things that don't go right than things that just happen easily and effortlessly. The lessons that I learn along the way by things not working is uh, by far the greatest teacher in my world and it's probably why I'm a good coach. There we go, people. You've heard it here. I failed so much. That's why I believe that I'm a good coach. Yeah, awesome. Well, that's the first four. We actually have another four to go, and we've run out of time today, Tim. So what do you say that we continue this conversation next week? Yeah, look, I absolutely think so. I'm gonna be. It's going to be interesting to see now that we've sort of shone a bit of light on this, which of these things come up for you over the next seven days, Sam, mm. and, you know, just, again, because every time you listen to this stuff, and I absolutely encourage your listeners to go back and pull out old episodes from time to time and, and listen to it again and go on, oh, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, Remember, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Because it is that lesson that starts to sort of stick in um, a little bit more. So I'm going to be interested to see what happens for me over the next week as I reflect on these, mm-hmm. uh, the first four, and then and then come back to them next week, you know. Which one's going to come up? Totally. So we'd love to hear from you what's resonated so far for you. Certainly look us up on the socials. You can find all the links in the show notes below on whatever app you're listening to or if you're listening on the show notes page over at influencedbydesignpodcast.com, just scroll down and you'll find all the links for our social so that you can let us know what stood out for you this week. Thanks, Tim, for having this conversation with me today and can't wait to dive into more next week. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to influencebydesignpodcast.com for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other experts who are growing and scaling their business too, join us in the Coaches, Thought Leaders and Changemakers community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at influencebydesignpodcast.com. Thank you.